Welcome to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. This is a place where driven, determined coaches learn how to get off the business growth struggle bus and learn how to build a wildly profitable online coaching business. I'm your host, Allison Henderson, corporate dropout to six-figure social media business coach. I'm going to show you how I've been able to create the business of my dreams organically all through utilizing my social media platforms. So pull up a seat, take some notes, and get ready to see your life in bank account transform. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I interview Michelle Perda. Michelle is a marriage and life coach for moms. I really love this conversation we had because we got super candid about our lives as business owners, moms, and wives. Her conversation really focuses on the important aspects of marriage, what to look for to create more connection, and overall, how to build a business without breaking your marriage. So a little bit more about Michelle. So Michelle Perda is a married mom of three, and she is also a life and marriage coach for moms and the host of the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. She helps moms create their happily ever after by teaching them the skills to fight the right way so they can create a deeper connection with their spouse and enjoy their marriage the way they intended to. I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. Enjoy. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So I'd love for you to tell everybody, who are you? What are you all about? And how did you get started in coaching? Yeah. So who am I? I am Michelle Perita. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms. And more importantly, I am a married mom of three. Uh, I am a stepmom and a bio mom. So that's a fun fact. And um, I live in California with my kids and what seems like a zoo in my house. We have two bunnies, a tortoise, and then my sister has two dogs. It's just like wild in here. <laughs> I can relate. Uh, That's how I feel like our you? house is. It's just a zoo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. And I'm not even generally an animal person. Like I never grew up with pets. And now all of a sudden I live with all these animals. It's just like it's not something I would have ever imagined for myself. <laughs> But it's fun. But um, yeah, so I help women who are married and are moms, because it's important to distinguish that we are still women even after we get married and have kids, right? So I help women have their happily ever after in their marriage, because after becoming a mom, that whole marriage thing gets thrown up and tossed around and mangled and and you're you're put in situations that really bring on a lot of stress on the relationship and that's when the connection starts to fade that's when communication starts to be an issue and so i help women to sort those things out because marriage to be happy in a marriage is it's not about if you're lucky if you're pretty enough, if you're anything enough, or, you know, just the right amount of anything, it's about having the right skills to be happy. And that involves knowing how to communicate in a healthy way, knowing how to navigate conflict, knowing how to still incorporate connection and meaningful connection, right? Because spending time together doesn't mean you're actually connecting, but knowing how to connect amidst raising a family, right? Because we all know raising a family is like kind of chaotic. It 
it brings on like so much stuff that you've never dealt with before at every age. You're always like in, encountering something new in your in your journey. And so that could be a lot for moms, less sleep, less energy and everything. So that's what I help women do is help them have the marriage that they intended to have so that they can enjoy their marriage. And I'll also just teach future generations like, hey, this is how relationships work. It doesn't have to be a bunch of fighting or arguing or or just being about the kids in general, like only about the kids, but rather you get to enjoy your relationship through all the different phases of motherhood and life and all that. So yeah, I've got courses. I work with my clients one-on-one and that's a little bit about me. How did you get started? Like, how did you know you wanted to be a coach? So I didn't grow up (laughs) saying, I wish I could be a marriage coach. Like, to be honest with you, I didn't really know what a coach was until several years ago. I actually have always been fascinated by how people work. And so I went off and studied psychology in college and I almost went the therapist route, but I I decided not to. I went the corporate route and um, got my MBA and all that stuff. But when I had my second son, so that's my first biological child, I didn't want to go back to work. For some reason, like the universe was like sending me all these videos of like abusive childcare workers. And I was like, there's no way I'm sending my nonverbal child to be watched after by a stranger because if something happened, I wouldn't know that he wouldn't be able to tell me. And so I was just like, look, Steven, that's my husband. I was like, this is not like I can I I'm breaking down every time I think about looking for childcare for him. And my maternity leave was like running out. Right. And so I was like, I'm sorry, we're just going to have to figure it out. So I quit my job. We were pulling from my 401k to, to support me staying home because I live in the Bay area. It's expensive here. Right. So I went on a like, Oh, what's my purpose kind of journey. And I was talking to a bunch of friends and people who really knew me. And, and one good friend, Katie, she was like, Hey, have you heard of life coaching? I really feel like you'd be good at it. It's like, what is life coaching? I had never heard of it at this point. Right. And the more I read about it, I was like, how could I be a life coach when I don't have my life together? Who does, right? Like no one does. (laughs) Who does? I would love to meet them. Right. Yeah. Right. It all figured out. (laughs) Exactly. And so the deeper I dove into looking into like what it took to be a life coach, I was like, actually, I have a lot of those qualities innately, right? Like I'm genuinely curious. I love learning about people. I love helping people grow to be the best version of themselves. And I'm pretty impartial when it comes to people, right? Like I still got my things that I have to work through and grow through. But when it comes to situations, I've always been that friend who's like, okay, well, what was the other side of it? Right. I, I never just fully took one person's perspective. I love to expand their perspective so that they can grow through it instead of just like adding fuel to the fire. Right. Like mm-hmm. I just like keep thinking of like Carrie Underwood's song where he's like, I'm going to slash his tires. And you know what I'm talking about? Like, I think you know what I'm talking about. That oh, song. That, and, uh, who doesn't know that song? I would yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm not that friend. I understand like that could feel really good the moment, but that doesn't help you. And I'm out to help people improve their lives, right? Not make things worse, but to help them get back to a place of like, oh, life feels good. Not like I'm eaten up by my resentment or anger or frustration. And so 
I looked into it some more and I, at the time was a virtual assistant for, for a coach. She was a mom coach. I don't even know how, like it all kind of like worked out together like that, but I had helped her, um, put together a mom group coaching program and she let me join it for free because I helped her put it together. And all of a sudden I had a lot to say about people's marriages because they're all moms and they're all like, you know, sharing what their challenges were. And I had a lot of feedback. And so after that, like, I realized like, oh, that's the, that's the niche I want to go in because I also did not have a good example for what a healthy marriage was. Like my parents eventually got divorced and actually hindsight, I love them for that. Like, I love that they did that for them and for my sister and I, because that enabled us to see a healthier version of relationships and how they work because they got with, you know, their next person. And so looking back, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because in my previous relationships and even in the earlier years of my relationship with my husband, I had a lot of communication problems. I didn't know that. I thought I was a great communicator, right? Nobody goes out there like, oh, I suck at communicating. I thought it was fantastic because my mom, like who I learned from, right? She shuts down when she's upset. So she doesn't communicate. So growing up, I would like put letters on her, you know, driver's seat to like get my side out so that she can understand me better and, and wait for her to be ready to talk about it. And so in my relationships, my romantic ones, I would do the opposite of her. I would talk too much. It was in excess. Like I didn't think about what I was talking about. I just thought like, Hey, if we have an issue, we got to talk about it. And so I thought that I was an excellent communicator because I was talking, but talking does not mean effective communication, right? Like So I was the type of person who just spilled my emotions out, blamed everyone for everything that I experienced. And, and like, if something went wrong, I was like, well, I was okay before you did that thing. And so it's your fault. And so you got to fix it. Right. So that's how I handled all my romantic relationships up until I realized why am I experiencing the same challenges in every single relationship I'm in that that's got to say something about me. So I realized I was a common denominator and started really diving into, well, what am I missing here? Why is it that other people are able to have better relationships than me? Why does it seem like theirs is like more chill? Whereas ours is like almost like toxic because it's just like, we kept fighting. Like, why is that? Am I picking bad men? Because when I see them, like, you're not a bad person you're an actually pretty stand-up person. So why are we arguing so much? Why am I getting upset so much, annoyed so much? Like what is going on? And so that sent me through a really big personal development journey. And now after having gone through that, I have this amazing marriage that even my sister says is like marriage goals. Like she looks for people to date who kind of emulate our relationship. And that's just like a such a big testament to how much personal growth I've gone through and how much work my husband and I put in to having a healthy marriage. And that just like brings me so much peace and and satisfaction knowing that we have a really great relationship where we get to have fun, be really great partners together, grow together, learn about each other. And we're showing our kids, hey, this is what you should 
strive for or exceed, right, in your future relationships. And now I love to teach women how to do the same. For those who didn't have, you know, a great example to go by and they're just like, what is going on? I just want to be happy. Why are we arguing all the time? Why are we having so many issues, especially now that we have kids? And I want to help them know that, hey, it's not you, right? Like, it's not your fault. And there are things that you can support yourself to change the dynamic of your relationship so that you can enjoy it, right? Like, you didn't say I do to be like, hey, let's have kids and like ruin our entire relationship. Yes. Yeah. So I have a... (laughs) Almost nine-year-old and a three-year-old. And there's times we just like look at each other being like, these kids are like ruining like our yeah. our moment right now. You know what sure. I mean? Or like when we'll be like hugging or something in the kitchen or like, you know, smooching on the stairs. And they're like, like we call it the wedge. Like they just like wedge in there. And they're like, yes. why aren't I included in this? Like, yes. like where's my love? And I'm always yep. like, we just kind of look at each other like, oh, like yep. our wedge, our wedges. Yeah. <laughs> Like who invited you? Who actually invited did. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But like it's so yeah, true. Like totally. they can ruin such a perfect moment. And then like, you know, then we built up some resentment. And then it's just like, yes. Uh, and it's like they're not the problem. They're really not. But like sometimes no. just we we blame the kids for Oh, for sure. And there's so much stress that comes with being parents, right? It's just like you have less time, you have less energy. And so when you don't know to take care of yourself, like maybe you weren't modeled that or you don't know when you're about to hit your, your breaking point. Cause you know, when you, when you aren't taught that or shown that your emotions are there to help teach you about yourself you can easily go from zero to 60 and be like, where'd that come from? Oh, it must be because the living room was messy because the dishes were stacked up high or because my kids are yelling. Like, no, it, it probably started way before that, but you couldn't, you couldn't see it. Right. So yeah, it really definitely challenges your marriage. And it also highlights how important it is to prioritize your marriage because it's really easy to just get sucked in and just be like, okay, wake up, get the kids ready, take them to school, work, and then get dinner ready and then go to bed. And just like, oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. So then where's that time that you have for your marriage, right? Like you just end up on a hamster wheel that just seems like you're going nowhere fast. Well, and this is the thing too, like when I first started this business many years ago, like I feel like my marriage did take a backseat for a while because Mm -hmm. I was in a season of building my business. So instead of focusing even on the kids or even, you know, just on, just on going on dates or um, sitting with him, watching a movie or whatever that was like spending real time with him, I was like, Hey, any extra free time it is going to be spent building my business. So like, you know, I know in a lot of people that are listening to this, this episode, they're they're business builders, right? They're, they're, they're building a personal brand coaching business of some sort. Like, how would you suggest to them to like, have that conversation with your husband that like, Hey, I'm in a season right now of building yes. my business, even though I love you and I want to be there for you. Like, how would you, how would you help somebody that's like wanting to really be in that phase? Yeah. So I, I actually have two things, right? So yes, it's super important to have that conversation with your spouse. But before you do that, you have to get real with yourself, right? Like, and I went through this as well, right? So like, don't think that just because I went into marriage coaching that I didn't also go through this where I just like wanted to have 
absolute isolation to build the business because I was obsessed and still obsessed, right? I love (laughs) my business. I love my business. I love helping women be happier in their lives. And so you have to get real with yourself about, okay, well, what is it that I'm trying to do here? What's the vision that I have for myself in the future? And you have to align how you do things, how you use your time so that you can have that come true. So if you take a look at what you're doing today and you're just only working on your business and doing the bare minimum for everything else, like let's call it survival mode, what do you think will end up happening to your business, to your family, to your marriage? So it's really important to remember your why. Like, why did you start this business? And that needs to be what you anchor back into anytime you find yourself going back to that space where you're just like really obsessed with your business and everything else around you kind of just like gets put on the back burner. And this is like a continuous, I don't even want to say balancing act, but like a prioritizing task for you to do. It's an exercise because there's times where it's like you're in launch mode and yeah, you're going to need extra time to, to make things, make sure things are all lined up, ready to go. And you're, you may be working more than normal, but also be cognizant of, Hey, how do I feel in my marriage right now? Are we connected? Are we good? Are we arguing more? Are we, are we like kind of just like separating after the kids are in bed a little bit more? Are we laughing less? Do we have less um, like flirting going on or inside jokes or any of those like key markers that you know, like we're good. Like this is, this feels good. Like we're connected. We're having sex, like whatever it is, right? Like just have that in the back of your mind. And when you notice it's sliding, just be cognizant of it and be intentional about like, okay, that needs my love and attention right now, right? Like, or communicate, right? So the second piece is communication, is, is letting your partner know like, hey, this is why I'm doing this. You're important to me. Our kids are important to me. And the business is important to me. And so this is what I foresee happening. So it's it's more so about kind of like sharing the vision so they know that you are thinking of them. You are thinking of your family and they're still a priority for you so that they don't start to feel lonely, resentful, or forgotten during the process. And they're like, well, why am I suddenly like the person that's taking care of everything else while you're working on your business? Because let's be honest, we don't know when the business will take off. That's not something we can predict, right? Like it would be great if you'd be like, yeah, I just have to do this for like six months to a year. Like, you know, like at a regular job, you're like, okay, I'm going to have my review. I know what I need to do to make sure that I get that promotion. And once I do, like, I will be home more. Like, it doesn't work like that. Business is constantly testing and experimenting and, and trying, you know, just like, it's a journey, right? I always say having a business is like the biz- biggest purpose development journey that you didn't know you were going on. <laughs> oh, I said it to my clients all the time. I'm like, it's going to make you look at every aspect of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you didn't realize that when you started a business. Exactly. And so when you talk to your partner, you have to be really clear on where you're wanting to take the business. What are your goals? What, what are you going to need for yourself, time, 
you know, money, energy, all of that. And what are you going to need support with from them? Because whether they're putting money into it or not, or time and energy, or like just, are they watching the kids more? Are they taking care of the house a bit more? They're an investor in your business. They're they're offering some type of support, whether they seem supportive or not. Because you're probably going to be like, hey, can you watch the kids on Saturday from this time to this time? Can you, um, can we like hang out another day? Like there is some level of compromise going on and you have to be aware of what you're asking of them because you cannot do this alone, right? So there's one thing, but also if your partner doesn't seem supportive, that was going to be my communication. Yeah. Like, what I mean, happens it's, it's when he's like, uh, I don't want you to be gone all the time, or I don't want you to for sure be on your computer or your phone 24 seven. Like, yeah, like that's fair. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Because when I first started, it was like, especially for partners who work the traditional nine to five and like the virtual world is like, just not yeah something some, they're used to. Some of my clients, like their husbands can't see the vision for them. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's sometimes really hard for me as the coach to say, well, like my husband sees it. Like he knows that mm-hmm. because I work, it benefits him in some way or another. He's like pretty much a yes. stay at home dad. He's able to yeah. go golfing. He's able to do whatever pretty much he wants throughout the day um, because I have this business. Right. So, yeah. but some men can't see that. And it's totally. like, oh, how do I, how do I, and, and you know, like, because it's, um, some of these coaches, it's like get rich quick, right? Like almost. And it's like, you're buying into a, a scheme of some, it's like, that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. But when we, I don't know, it's like, and so I'd love for you just to go into that a little bit. It's like, what do you do when your husband's just not sold on the vision? Yeah. So if he's not sold on the vision, then that means that the vision is not being communicated very clearly. Like, Bam. I'm just going to yeah. put that out there. Okay. <laughs> And that's okay, right? Like it is hard to articulate when it's something you feel so deeply and you're not used to sharing this like vulnerable side of yourself, right? But when you communicate it, you also have to listen, right? Like listening is a really, really big part to knowing how to clarify any misunderstandings that they might have, right? So when we're talking to our partners, there's always like this stuff going on in the background, right? It's just like a million questions or assumptions or beliefs that we have. And what's important is we have to understand what they are thinking that's driving them to not have a motivation to support us, to be scared. It's oh, it's always that, right? Like that's the thing. It's fear. If they're not supporting you, it's fear. It's either they're wondering what's going to happen to us, right? You're kind of disappearing. Does that mean that the more successful you're going to become, the less you'll be around, right? They might be fearful of where's our money going to go? If you're putting money into that, then how will we have money to do X, Y, and Z? Is it going to come back to us? I don't know. It's, it's a, to them, it might look like a gamble or just flushing money down the toilet. You're like, you have no idea. They also might be concerned about you failing and they're wanting to protect you. They don't want to see you 
upset about putting all your time and energy into something and you're like, why isn't this paying off? I don't understand why it's not working, right? Because they're going to be the one that's going to have to pick you up. 100%. So, yeah, like what if when I talk to and having you. a bad day, like when I'm stressed exactly. out. Exactly. So being mindful of what you share with your partner is really important too. Don't just go to them when things aren't working out. Go to them and share what what is working out as well so that they can get a better view and perspective of what's actually going on. And back to that conversation about like the whole virtual thing, right? Like if they're not familiar with that, it's understandable why they're like, what is going on here? I don't like what you're doing. Because all of a sudden you're meeting all kinds of strangers that you're never probably going to meet in real life, right? You're going live you're talking to the camera, you're like, you're constantly on your phone on social media. And so it kind of looks like you're becoming a zombie. Like one of your kids is like, you're just like eyes glued to the TV and you can't get off. And you have this new obsession with constantly checking your phone. Um, You are no longer looking up when they're talking to you. They have to really get your attention. And so consider what it's like for them now that you're in your business, like what's changed for them right? And have those conversations about like, hey, I I sense hesitation in you, right? Like, what are you scared of happening? Let's talk about it so that we can work through it, right? Like, maybe they're they're like scared that you're going to outgrow them or you're just going to become this different person and you're going to grow apart, right? Like, there's a lot of different fears, but those are the main ones that come up when building a business and, and, making sure that you are growing your marriage at the same time as your business, as your family, right? Like when you're able to kind of like open up the space to have these harder conversations, then you'll get to actually work together to resolve them instead of just being like, my husband's such an ass. Like he's not supportive at all. He's not my biggest cheerleader. Like why isn't he my biggest cheerleader and all that? Well, there's a reason why for everything. So it's a matter of understanding like, huh, let's get curious. Why is it that my husband isn't wanting to know more about my business? Why is it that he's not cheering me on? Why is it that he's not eager to support me in the ways that I need him to, right? Like understand that. And at the same time, find people who will. Find people who will understand you. Find people who will support you because you're going to need that. So a big part of it is set your partner up to grow their support for you, but also don't expect them to be your everything because that's not fair, right? Like there's things that my husband cares about that I don't care about at all. Like he'll talk to me about cars and like, there's only so much I can handle when I'm listening to him about that stuff. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm glad you're excited. I'm checking out right now. Like I cannot, right? But he has friends that love cars too. It's like, yeah, go, go obsess about it with them. They can be your people when you talk about that. Same thing about your business. Go get a business bestie. Go find one. Go like nurture relationships so that you have someone that really gets you in that aspect and then share a bit of it with your partner so that they feel like you're bringing them along on the ride. Mm. I think that's beautiful because 
I, my husband and I talk so much about just well stuff overall, just, mm-hmm. Oh, I think, I think every day, like we're communicating what, what's going on for the day. Like, so I was telling you earlier, like he loves golf. Okay. Like yeah, I can once again, only hear so much about this. <laughs> and it's like, I'm glad though, that he can go and like, he has his golf buddies and they have a group chat and they have all the, like those he has his people, right? I could never be that person for him, no. even if I tried so, so hard. So I, I sometimes I'm like, we communicate often, but like, I have to just realize, like, I cannot make him be my business bestie. No. I can't make him want to start a business. I can't make him want to be an entrepreneur or any of these things. Like, even I can try so, so hard for him to just like get where my mind is at, but he just doesn't, well, number one, I don't think he wants to, but number two is it's like, I can't force him to see through my eyes sometimes to see what I see. Um, I just have to know. And I have to just trust that he's going to be there for me because he, we chose each other in this lifetime and we're yes. going to choose each other every day still, whether I have a business or not, I know that we'll, you know, still be, we'll still be there for each other. Um, so I guess coming back to all this, like, I feel like when women come to me and they're like, my husband just doesn't get it. Like, there's just a part of me that just says, does he need to get it? Does he? Yeah. Like, I can always, you can just share your excitement, just share your excitement yes. for this. And from there, hopefully he can over time see that, yes. oh, I, we are making money or we do have a lot more time freedom. You are a lot happier. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you're not like, cause I, cause the beginning of your business, like, I mean, even to this day, like it's still stressful some days and it's still, there's still yeah, days where I'm like, coaster. <laughs> oh my God, those roller coaster of emotions of entrepreneurship is yes. not easy. So finding the community, finding your own tribe outside of the relationship, but just know when you come together that you guys, because you've laid a really good foundation for your life and for your business or not necessarily for your business, but like, um, for your marriage, like, Hey, we're going to be okay. No matter what happens. Like, and that's why boundaries is really important to have as well. Right. Like if your partner is seeing some things where you're like, that really stings, right? Like have a conversation about that. Right. It doesn't have to turn into an argument because, you don't know what they mean by it. You're making assumptions about what that means to you, but you got to clarify and understand like, okay, well, where's that coming from? It's likely coming from them missing you. It's likely coming from a fear of like, what's going to happen to our family? Because providing is a really important thing for most men. Like for them, it's like, okay, well, I need to make sure our family's good, right? Like even if you're the breadwinner, they're still going to be concerned about like, do we have enough money to do things? Like safety is a really big thing for them. Making sure that you have a home over your heads, making sure that your family can do whatever it is that they saw for themselves lifestyle-wise, right? Whether that's going on several vacations a year or having a really cush retirement fund, like whatever that priority is for them, know that there's always some motivations going on behind everyone that's driving their reactions. So getting curious is a really important aspect of that, but also having boundaries with yourself, right? Like when you work for someone else, you have specific work hours. That's true. And you got to bring that in when you have your own business as well. Like, okay, this is when I work. This is when I don't work. And when I don't work, I'm present with my family. I'm present with my partner. I'm present with my kids, whatever it is, right? Like I love the the saying where it's like, 
be where your feet are planted. Yeah. Where are your feet planted? If you're in the kitchen and work comes up, right? Like don't dive into it because then you'll never be present. You're going to have your kids constantly whining and, you know, acting out because they're seeking connection. They're, they're not getting the attention that they want from you, or they don't feel the love that they want from you. And everything is just going to seem like it's burning down to the ground around you while your business is flourishing. So have the boundaries to know like, Hey, how am I when I'm not working? Am I constantly experiencing bouts of like inspiration? Great. Know that about yourself and know what you can do about it when it hits at an inconvenient time, like when you're with your family or when you're out with friends, when you're hanging out with your partner, right? Know what you're going to do about it. For me personally, I'm always inspired by life. Like whatever I listen to or observe, I'm like, oh, I can always tie it back to an aspect of marriage that I can share with people or a client. And so am I going to dive into that every time? No. Why? Because I've learned the hard way that that creates a lot more arguments with my with my husband. It creates a lot more disconnect with my kids and it's not worth it to me, but I don't want to forget it either. And so whenever that happens, I make sure I write down just enough, whether it's on my phone or on a post-it, so I can get back to it when I'm back in work mode during my set hours or when it's free time and everybody else is preoccupied with something and and no one's wondering like where is mom like i see you but i don't feel you right like having those boundaries for yourself is going to be really really key to making sure that the life that you see for yourself not just the business but the family aspect and the marriage aspect is going to be exactly how you want it to be because if you just solely focus on your business Don't be surprised that come a year, two years, five years, 20 years, your marriage is not where you want it to be. And your kids are not connected with you, like how you want them to be. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. I think it's, uh, I think a lot of, well, moms, obviously mompreneurs just like kind of get into that flow of just constantly mm-hmm. working on their business. And um, I, I'm guilty of this as well, where, yeah, I know my kids want more attention. I know my husband would probably like more attention too. Um, or I come, or I know, like, you know, you said earlier, I think we're like, we're both just like sitting on the couch, like we're together, but we're not really like together yes. connecting. What would you suggest? Like when, it, when you get to that point, because like I said, my husband, and I do this often, not saying that we have like, you know, marriage issues or we're arguing, but yeah. sometimes where it's like, Hey, after a long day, kids, maybe the kids aren't around or even they might be climbing all over us. Like we're just not really like fully connected. What, what would you suggest that we do? Yeah. So start to be more intentional, right? Not to say that if that ever happens, that's bad. Cause like, there's going to be times where you need to check out. Yeah. Like zone right? out completely. We both. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. That's and how that's I feel okay. like at the end of the day. It's like, oh, I just want to play on my phone and like, yeah. Ch- chat with my friends. Like <laughs> same, same, yeah. right? Like it's just like, I just want to be by myself, do whatever I want to do and not have to play a role. Right. I just want to be Michelle. Like that's all I want to do right now. Yeah. I don't want to be wife. I don't want to be mom, homeowner or anything. Like I just want to be me and just act like I got no responsibilities and that's okay. Right. But the problem is you got to notice if that's becoming a pattern, right? If that's something that you need all the time and it's replacing all the time, 
all the opportunity for you to connect with your partner and you're noticing you're arguing more or maybe you're the opposite. You're talking less. Like all you're talking about are logistics. Like who's going to pick up who? Who's going to grab groceries? Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? If your relationship communication is only revolving around stuff like co-parenting or being roommates, then there's an issue. You're no longer actually, like you're not connecting anymore. You're just doing life together in parallel. And if that's happening and you're not laughing together as much, you're not enjoying your time with each other as much, that's that's a signal where it's like, oh, why do I find myself needing to unwind so much that we have no time for that, that I have no energy for that? What can I change to make sure that I do have energy for that, even if it's not every day, right? Even if it's like twice a week, three times a week, whatever, right? Take a look at what your habits are. Have you stopped exercising? Have you started eating more unhealthy foods? That's really like bringing down your energy. Cause you know, like the difference between like having a really wholesome meal where it like fills you up and you feel energized versus it's like you eat a bag of chips or you eat some fried foods and a lot of carbs and you're just like, I need to take a nap, right? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. How we choose to live makes a huge difference. If we're sluggish, take a look at what you're not doing anymore. Take a look at what you can do differently to give yourself energy. If you're constantly on your phone, is that adding to your life? Are you just avoiding something? Mm. Like, are you avoiding conversations? Are you avoiding making important decisions? What is it, right? It's not that the phone is a bad thing, but if you're just on it all the time, that's like my cue, right? It's like when I notice I'm playing a lot more games on my phone, it's like, huh, what am I avoiding? Mm -hmm. What am I trying to numb out from? Yeah, That's my signal. It's like, oh, something's something's up with me because I'm way less present when I'm doing that, right? Yeah. In the car, at home, everywhere. So it's like, what's up with you? So how would you suggest, yeah, how would you suggest that, you know, if you're feeling like there's lack of connection, like how do you get that back besides just like talking? Because like, there could be like, okay, we're talking, but like, what do we talk about? Yeah, totally. Especially if it's been a while, right? You kind of forget to how to talk to each other. You forget how to date each other. Mm -hmm. So when you are feeling that lack of connection, start with the lighter stuff. Go do something fun, right? If if going on a date is like, oh my God, that's going to be so awkward. I have no idea like how to act around you outside of just like responsibility stuff. Then start with something smaller, right? Have tea or coffee with each other. Go on a walk with each other. Do something fun where there's no talking involved, but you're like enjoying yourself and you're creating memories, right? Whether it's going on a date, like a shorter date where it's like all around an activity, like something that my husband and I recently did was like axe throwing. If you haven't done that, it was really fun. I have heard really that. Yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. So doing something that's like active, but you're not forced to like sit down and feel like, so how's work? You know, like all those like awkward conversations when you create memories, you have more things to talk about. When you do things away from each other, you have more things to talk about, which is like kind of counterintuitive, right? It's like when you spend a lot of time with each other, like let's take you, for example, 
your husband stays at home. You're at home. Yeah. If you're not We're doing here. anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're here all like, you day know, together. <laughs> yeah, you know what's going on with each other. Mm-hmm. But when neither of you have your own individual thing going on, there's a lot less to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're feeding yourself with whatever you need outside of your family life, outside of your marriage, right? But also coming back and bringing that back, like, hey, guess what happened? Like, even if you're like gossiping, right? It's just like, hey, guess what I heard, right? Like that brings in something fresh into the marriage too. Or, hey, I saw this show and I can't believe this happened. Mm. that's something to talk about too. Keep it light. And and then it will build, right? Like ask about something about a specific friend that they have. Ask about, um, ask about how their hobby is going, like golf. Like, hey, how's golfing been? What's your favorite um like green to go on or yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about golf. Right, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he like, probably has a lot to say about his favorite green though. You'd be surprised. <laughs> there you go. Right. Like Show genuine interest in something about them that you don't already know. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a lot of ways that you can start it off. You can do board games at home. You can go on a random drive where you're like, hey, let's play. Um, Someone inside my Facebook group had had, um, told me about this. It was like a penny date. They called it a penny date. They just get in the car and they just flip the penny, heads or tails. And that will determine whether they go right or left. And I was like, wow, that is so fun because you end up somewhere that you would have never gone down. Like maybe you end up in some neighborhood where you're like, ooh, I really like the landscaping or ooh, look at this person. I love people watching. Or you'll end up at a park. You're like, hey, let's go sit down on the bench and just like hang out and have a picnic, right? Like it it adds some spontaneity into the relationship. And that's exactly what you need when things just feel like, just like, you know, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, let's add some, some newness, some freshness into the relationship and just keep doing that. Just keep finding opportunities to add some freshness into the relationship so that you have more to talk about, more to learn about yourself, more to learn about your partner. And that will naturally spark some conversation. And as you talk about stuff outside of mom life and and wife life and house life that will spark some more opportunity to grow the vulnerability in your relationship and have deeper conversations. And that's how you deepen relationships. And when you're able to do that, you can navigate conflict with so much more ease. Like it's such a game changer. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Michelle. You have been I, I mean, my my mind, my wheels are spinning right now as far as just like <laughs> conversations. I'm like, oh, that'd be a really good conversation starter. Something that like, I don't know, stuff, once again, things that I'm putting off or avoiding as well. Just being like, we just need to have those conversations, like get that spark back. Um, yeah. Just because, yeah, I've been, I just know, especially during this time of year too, it's just like, we're stuck in the house and it's like, it gets, it gets to that point where like, I might need to leave and go do something like I might need to like call my friends up, go get, go have a girl's night or stuff like that where, um, so I can come home and actually like have stuff for us to talk about and like, yeah, like gossip and those sort of things. Like I recently went on a trip to Arizona. I remember coming back and I was like, blah, 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 blah. it's like, God, I haven't, exactly. like, I haven't talked to you in forever. Um, it's like yeah. just having things to like, just talk about. So you're getting my wheels spinning here. So thank you so much. So any last words of wisdom for this mom who's listening right now, who's trying to build her business, 
and is also trying to have a really thriving marriage. You get to have both. Right? Oh, yeah. I love that. You get, you can you have get it to all. have both. <laughs> yeah. You literally get to have it all. It's all about your intention and making sure that you are being as intentional as possible because our brains are literally wired to go into autopilot because that conserves energy. Right. Mm. And so you have to have your, your little radar going off. It's like, Oh, something's off here. Let me bring my intention there. Okay. So it's not about being on 24 seven because that's literally impossible. And it sounds really exhausting to be honest. Right. Mm. But just notice, do I have it all right now? Am I giving myself permission to have it all right now? Or am I just focusing too heavily on, Hey, the more that I work, the faster I'll succeed, which is garbage right like that's <laughs> garbage feel good yeah no because when your marriage starts to fall apart you're gonna have less energy put into your marriage it all impacts each other mm-hmm. okay your business and the time you spend in there impacts your marriage and your marriage impacts your business so mm-hmm. make sure that you're attending to both even if it means slowing down and being more intentional in your business, prioritizing, making sure that the stuff you're doing is actually making a difference, right? Like, don't just work just to work. Like, busy work is not the business, okay? Make sure that you're actually focused on, hey, these are the needle movers. Let me do that. And let yourself just, like, wipe your hands clean by the end of the day, like, whenever your boundaries are set for, right? Like, okay, my work is done. Now I am where my feet are planted, Now it's family time. Now it's time to have fun with the kids, time to, you know, have a conversation with my husband, have fun with him, watch a show together, have a picnic, whatever, right? Like make sure that you are actually living and contributing and adding to that vision that you have for yourself and double down on that. Thank you. So Michelle, where can people find you? Like, or tell, tell everybody about your program and stuff too. Yeah. So you can find me in all of the places. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So I have a podcast too. It's called the marriage and motherhood podcast. Um, I, I recommend you listen to that. If you are struggling with connection or communication in your marriage, or if you're just like, oh, I could learn a thing or two. And, and I, I want to learn some skills so that we can have an even better marriage because you can always have an even better marriage. Like there is no Absolutely. destination with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a private Facebook group also called the marriage Mudhood, and I'm on Instagram. So, um, those are my favorite places to hang out. Um, and I, right now I have uh, a communication course that I just brought back. It's a mini communication course. So if you're like, I could really use a, like something to freshen up my communication so that my arguments are no longer arguments, but rather disagreements, like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be way more fun than having like more attention and chaos, but having adult conversations about stuff, even like the hardest stuff, right? That course is for you that I teach the exact framework that I walked my one-on-one clients through that I personally use in my marriage so that things don't get out of hand. Things don't escalate too much. And if they do, I know how to bring it back down so that we can work together instead of feeling like, I just got to go to my own corner right now. Like you're just pissing me off so much. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's out there. Um, It's my communication mini course. And I also have other uh, courses as well. Go take a look. I'll, I'll 
uh, share the link. Um, and if you are wanting more one-on-one support, I am available for that as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on today. Guys, check her out. Join her Facebook group. I'll put everything in the show notes so you guys can join her Facebook group and check out her podcast and find her on Instagram. That's where I found her. So yay. Yeah. Um, all right, Michelle. Thank you so much again. And yeah, everybody check her out. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Coach Podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Okay, ambition is great, but it's time to get to work. Take action and commit to being 1% better every day. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I will see you again next week.